So let's transition then to um, physical minimalism. Um, and the, the reason that I want to bring this up is because I feel like we're in two different stages of it. Um, I personally, I'm in a, like a very advanced state of minimalism because I just recently gave up my apartment, um, everything that I owned except what I could fit into a, a carry-on bag and a, a shoulder bag, which is honestly a laptop, a small handful of electronics, um, five days worth of clothing and two pairs of shoes. So I did that. Um, and this was, you know, a part of what I was parting with was furniture that I thought I was going to have forever. I bought like a designer desk. I bought a, it was um, expensive shit. It was, it was stuff that I thought I was, I was purchasing it with the expectation that I was buying the one thing that was right for me because I, I expected to like, keep it and I'd be able to move it into another house later or whatever because I knew it was a good desk and I knew it was a good chair and I knew that it was like a good couch right like it reminds me of that fight club thing where he's like this is just the last dining room table that I will need for my life no matter what else happens I got that that couch thing covered no, yeah no, it's, exactly no, it's totally true it, and it, it was that kind of thinking it was I was nesting I was thinking to myself well, all right, great. I have all of these things that I never have to worry about again. And I I didn't realize well and I don't think there's any downside to that. Like if you have the intention to stay in one place and you get some utility out of the thing that you've got, absolutely buy the one that you want and the one that you're going to use. I think um the thing that was challenging for me was was drawing the line between what was actually useful and what would just be there or like make me feel like I was a certain type of person you know like I don't know that I necessarily needed to collect 15 or 20 different bottles of bourbon but I liked it I liked having it you know I got Um, mine down to two bottles now wow nice good for you uh, but so so uh, anyway so my my state of minimalism is is very advanced and I've, I've like just moved past down to the point where now I'm considering moving to one bag because I'm sick of carrying two. Um, but you are in a different stage of it where you've been living in a house. You and you and Shelly have been in a house for uh, a couple, three years now. And um, you are about to leave in the fall and you're giving up your lease and you're moving to Montana for a month and then you're going to move to Thailand for an in undefined period of time, right? Well, I mean, so here, here's the way that we're looking at it. Yeah, our lease is up uh, end of August. So September 1, we're going back to Montana for mm-hmm. two to three months right now. So we have uh, one month in Missoula, Montana, which is the university town and it's where Shelley's family is. And then my grandpa is actually... Uh, traveling for a little while and we're going to stay in his place rent free in downtown whitefish which is a ski resort town in montana and we basically have the option of staying all of october and all of november we're just trying to figure out if we want to do that or if we want to go somewhere else after october thailand is the place that we're thinking of however the way that my work schedule is going and the way that i am finding that i'm actually working in real time quite often now with people the time difference may be a bit of an issue so 
Thailand is the first choice. And if not that, we're thinking maybe somewhere in Central or South America to start. And But anyway, yes, we're, no matter where we're in, we end up going, uh, we are starting the process of getting everything down to essentials and then moving mm-hmm. um, to, to, to go travel for an undetermined amount of time. It may be four months or maybe 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so how's, how's that transition going? Like, uh, cause you know, you, you were kind of like me, like you bought the right, the right office chair and the right jacket and the right suit pants and you know, whatever else it was. That you had. <laughs> <laughs> but just suit pants, not the right. actual suit. <laughs> not the rest of the suit. Um, but I mean, how's that going for you? Like getting, getting things whittled down? Well, it speaks, I mean, this is something that I find very easy uh, personally, because I've always been like that. I've always, uh, wanted to get just really high quality stuff and have less of it and have Mm -hmm. it work with a lot of stuff. So if you look at like, I don't know, from a clothing standpoint, I, I don't, I'm not even sure what a lot of clothes are, but I don't have a ton, but everything that I have was, was, I'm not saying like it was crazy expensive, but like I spent money out to get like nice t-shirts. It's not like just a $20 t-shirt, right? Um, and the same thing with my jeans or my pants or whatever, my shoes. Like I, I, I've always been someone that, uh, by the way, as I'm talking about this, I'm realizing the story that I've been telling myself is I am someone who blank. And it's just (laughs) funny as shit to me right now, based on what we just talked about, (laughs) like carrying around baggage and stuff. Anyway, I feel like my personality is I, 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 I relate very well to not having a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that said, there are some things that I like. And being with Shelly, that doesn't come naturally to her. And mm-hmm. so what's interesting is we're navigating what is it like to be a couple with not, uh, I guess, with opposing viewpoints on, on, on things uh and having different ideas of what to do with those things not Mm. like you're right and i'm wrong or that's good and this is bad it's just how do you how do you meld two different people with different tendencies together to accomplish one thing and that's like what a good relationship is right so here's what we're doing though is Shelly is in the process of actually going through her entire wardrobe and doing that same thing. And while it's really easy for me, it was really difficult for her to get started. And uh, she's talked about this before, but the, the reason that she had a hard time getting rid of things is like, that's just the way her family's always operated. And her mom used to buy her things like if like she would get yelled at or whatever. And then the next day, she would like get a present or whatever. Right. So it's, a, it was like a, so she started to equate things with love. Like someone loves me and there's sentimental value in this. Um, if I get a thing and if I, if I give away that thing, then I am saying that it's not, the love isn't important to me or whatever. Right. Oh, that, so so they're like deep. <laughs> sorry, yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, put a little placeholder in that because I want to come back to that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to remember that, but remember it, please. <laughs> um, but anyway, so but she's doing a great job. She, so she got started uh, uh, whittling down her wardrobe, and now it's like she's in the momentum stage. It's like way easier now because she took the first couple of steps. The only thing is like, and this is where the relationship thing comes in. Like we have a car, 
but it's completely paid off and it's a 2013 Subaru. Mm -hmm. Like if we sold it right now, we would like effectively lose money on the car. And since Subarus last so long, if you take care of them, like this is a vehicle that we could have for 10 years. So there's like little things where like my first instinct is sell everything, sell the car, sell everything. I think what we're going to end up doing is, and this is a compromise, but I think it's a smart one overall is how can we take very specific things and put those in a storage unit and go from there and see if we actually come back to them after a year or two or whatever. Mm. Like, so what we're not doing is taking all the things that we have, moving them into a storage unit and then figuring it out from there. What we're doing instead is identifying the things that she wants to keep that I am okay keeping because uh, of the, uh, the sentimental value or the monetary value of those things. And it doesn't make sense to sell them and whittling everything down to like the absolute base essentials. So if we decide six months down the road when we're in Europe that we want to move back to the States, that we have the base, the, the, the building blocks again. We have like a small couch that we like. We have a car to drive and we have some kitchen stuff and some mm -hmm. clothes. But like, so that's kind of where we're at right now is like getting everything down to the absolute essentials and then navigating her uh, tendencies and my tendencies to figure out what, like what we can do together. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's a, it's funny to me because like I went through that same discussion in my head where I really wanted to figure out like, all right, how can I, what do I, what do I need to keep? And so I started making two piles, like don't need and need. And every time that I tried to put something in the need pile, I would talk myself out of it <laughs> until I, I eventually, um, I didn't keep anything. Like I don't have a storage unit. The only thing that I kept that's not with me is a small manila envelope full of legal documents that I didn't want to carry, like my birth certificate, um, which is in my, uh, it's in my parents' safe, like <laughs> Uh, so anybody who wants to steal my identity, go find my parents. No, um, and that that speaks to me too, right? And but here's and here's the thing: like you and Marissa, I'm not sure what her her natural tendencies are, but like because you weren't living together, you didn't have to true. make this joint decision. So very I true. had to make a joint decision. Yeah, I the way that I talked myself out of it was I realized that a storage unit was going to cost me a minimum of fifty bucks a year. So the like the monetary savings of keeping stuff starts to dwindle immediately upon leaving. And I knew for sure that I was out for at least a year. So to me, I was like, well, is, it, is any of this stuff worth spending $600 on? And I couldn't, like, I couldn't make the, the justification. Um, mm -hmm. Now, obviously everybody has different stuff. Um, in my case, like the idea of spending $600 to keep stuff that when I come back, we'll have a new model out anyways. I was like, no, not gonna happen. Like I know myself, I know that I can't drive an old car. I know that I can't use like the second most recent model of a sweet office chair. Like I'm, I'm too much of a, like a prima donna about that stuff. I want the best. And so I knew that I'd get back and replace it anyways. So I just decided I'm going to save myself the $600 and just apply it toward buying the newest version of that office chair when I get back. Well, that's the thing. And so I actually, I've gotten rid of quite a bit of like <laughs> my office chair right now. I had a Herman Miller chair. It was fucking beautiful. Oh, I love um, those chairs. 
Yeah, what I did instead now is I have a folding metal chair. Oh. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I did that on purpose. Is one, I, I made a little bit of money from selling the Herman Miller chair, and I, I'm not going to save it. Um, and two, I have a stand-up desk that converts to a sitting desk. Now I just kneel and stretch and stand way more often. Mm. Um, so I, I feel like I'm cutting you off a little bit, but like that's that's where we're, we're at right now is like what are the big things that we can identify as a couple that we have to compromise on and keep? And then outside of those, outside of the 2013 car and a couple of kitchen utensils like my Barazza virtuoso coffee grinder and shit like that. Like, how can I just get down to a box of kitchen stuff and a car and then take my clothes with me and my laptop and then sell everything else? Like, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I mean, you know, and I think you can argue that either way and be right. Like, it's it all very much depends on how long you're going and how much you care and all that kind of stuff because I mean we've on who you're going with yeah exactly um but so I mean that uh I mean how do you like how does it feel to have your house emptying out I love it (laughs) (laughs) if I could just if I could just walk into a place and then have like the one like if I could just have like my one plate and my one glass (laughs) and my one laptop and my one Kindle with my books on it. Like that's, that sounds amazing to me. I, uh, I was so happy when I lived by myself, um, for, you know, it was like six months or so before I left. I, I had my, (laughs) like my four plates and my, my four, like basically four play settings. Right. But I only used the one. So I had my dish, uh, drying rack and I would take the plate that I was going to use off of the rack and then I would go and I would eat and then I would wash it and put it back in the rack. And it like never, I never touched my other plates unless I had people over. And the only reason that I ever had plates in the first place is because I, you know, I would have people over and it was, yeah. you know, it was nice to not have to use paper plates for that. But it was, it was there's a, funny. there's something that I learned from the, there's actually, there's a couple of guys, uh, they call themselves the minimalists and I think their website is the minimalist.com. Um, they're really nice. They uh, they actually I don't know where they're originally from, but they moved to Missoula, Montana, uh, and I, I met them maybe two one or two years ago. So super nice guys. But what I liked is uh, they were very much like young, successful, like six figure earners, and had a bunch of nice stuff. Like actually, like I don't own my house, right? I just rent, and they own their houses and everything like that. And they wanted to to. Uh, to become more minimal and just to, to get rid of stuff. And I loved the way that they decided to do it. They called it a boxing, uh, boxing up party. And what they did is they acted like they were going to move. So they took everything they had and put it into boxes and then didn't move. So basically as they needed things, they would grab them. So, Oh, I need to brush my teeth. Let me find the box marked bathroom and grab my toothbrush and toothpaste. Oh, I need to go outside and wear clothes. Let me find the box and get a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and some shoes. And they just did that over the course of a couple of weeks, I think. And then you end up with a lot of shit still in boxes because you almost never use it. Right. And then you can just donate those? Yeah, or sell or whatever. Yeah. No, that that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, I, I, I use that approach with my closet because um, being like having played in a band, I accumulated a, an unreasonable amount of t-shirts 
and then I transitioned from being uh, uh, in a band to being uh, like a conference speaker and so going to conferences you acquire an unreasonable amount of t-shirts so I basically would have my closet just stacked I had 50 plus t-shirts and I, I had to get it under control because I never wore any of them you know I had a few that I'd take to the gym and and honestly I, I kind of as I hit my mid-20s I stopped wanting logos on my t-shirts and so I started going for all blank everything like none of the stuff that I own now has logos on it so I, I took that approach like that not I didn't box anything but I put everything in a stack and I would go through my stacks and find the shirt that I wanted to wear or the the shoes or whatever and I would take those out and at the end of like three months anything that was still in the stack in the back of my closet I just donated because I, I realized like I'm not wearing this stuff I'm not using it it's been like more than a month and I haven't touched it so why is it in my why is it in my house why do I have it um with the you know the notable exceptions being like a swimsuit doesn't get used in the winter and a winter jacket doesn't get used in the summer so some of that stuff it makes sense to not get used but uh for the most part it like nothing nothing got kept so let me ask you like why just to kind of wrap this part up a little bit we're talking about strategies and like you know what what we've done but why is minimalism interesting to you and worthwhile like why I mean obviously you had a very real thing like you're gonna go travel around and you can't take a bunch of shit with you but like mm -hmm. why is it important for you to uh, not have a lot of things if that's what we're talking about with physical minimalism I think so there are two well there's three reasons the, the first one um, actually goes back to something that I wanted to talk about a minute ago which is the um, the, the way that we tend to equate our stuff with our feelings um, the the second one is is like valuing things over our experiences and the and the third one is just the freedom that comes with it so the um, I don't know that we need to talk about all three of those but the in terms of equating our stuff with our feelings um, I, I feel like I had that that similar problem when especially when I was younger like when I was a kid I had everything I had the like I had notebooks from when I was in fourth grade I had photos of people that I couldn't even remember their names I had uh, every book that I'd ever read was on a shelf somewhere all these movies like I had to acquire things like I could have seen a movie and not even liked it that much but I thought it was important so I would buy a copy of the movie to put on my shelf um, and so that kind of stuff was just not getting rid of that helped me realize that my memories are not inside the objects that are attached to those memories like when my you know having a, a card that my grandma sent me if I get rid of that card I still love my grandma yeah and it's not like I'm never gonna think about her again um, and it's I never looked at the fucking card in the first place it stayed in a stack of other cards that, <laughs> you looked into it to see if there a check fell out <laughs> well, yeah exactly like you you have the stack and you when you go to throw it out you like look through it and you go oh I remember this card but it's the first time you've looked at it since you got it and so there's obviously no reason to keep that um, and then the, the other big thing was the freedom like I I think so much of my decision making has been opened up to where now like I could if I wanted to I could 
leave the place that I'm in now. Like I'm, I'm currently in Rome and I'm staying in an Airbnb and everything that I own fits into a suitcase. So if I want to be in Tokyo tomorrow, I can do it. And I don't have to worry about who's going to take care of my shit. I don't have to worry about whether or not my car is going to get towed or whether my plants will die. I can just put everything that I own, literally everything that I own, into a fucking bag and take it with me and be in Tokyo tomorrow. And that type of freedom makes it really hard to make excuses about why I can't do something. Like, I can't use my lease as an excuse. I can't use my whatever, my expensive furniture as a reason not to leave. I can't use my, like, I don't know, whatever, like anything that I own. I can't take that and, and make it an anchor that keeps me from going somewhere that I want to go because it, it doesn't exist anymore. And that, I think, is, you know, you were talking about your extreme measures to keep you from playing on your phone. I, I think I, I needed to take extreme measures to stop making excuses about why I couldn't do some of the things that I wanted to do in my life. Because I, 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 you know, my identity, the story I tell myself about who I am, is that I'm very ambitious and driven and responsible. And so when I'm making a decision about, like, I don't know, going to Vietnam, like, before, when I had all my stuff, I would say, well, I don't know how I'm going to keep my business running and, and, you know, I've got my lease and I can't give up that much time uh, to, to like deal with all the, the booking and everything. It, it was a bunch of really flimsy excuses that didn't actually, they weren't even in my way. They were, they were just things that I made up to give me a reason not to do whatever it was I wanted to do. And I was able to kind of cut that shit out of my out of my excuse notebook and my excuse notebook is down to really one excuse which is I don't want to um, and I like that I like knowing that about myself like I'm I've done the extreme thing to, to limit me to kind of a, a binary response to the world I either want to do something or I don't and there's no other reason for me to to do or not do something um, which has forced me to, to be a little more mindful about who I am and and what I what I want to be and how those are lining up in my head and, and whether or not I need to do more of that emotional minimalism. Um, the, the reason that I enjoy it so much, I guess, is not having a lot of things and the things that I do have, having them be very high quality and like utilitarian, like multi-purpose mm -hmm. is I've like, I've always been, uh, <laughs> historically I've been the kind of person that I can't work on something uh, I can't be creative and I can't, I can't, uh, do st big, like brainstorm strategy work if the dishes need to be done. Mm. Like for whatever reason, I, I need things out of my physical space and out of sight because that allows me to think more clearly. Sure. Do you feel that at all? Um, you know, I don't think that I, like, I can definitely ignore a mess or, or noise or, or whatever. So I, I don't think it's so much that, um, in my day to day, it's more in like the big picture. Mm -hmm. Cause I can, I've always been able to work under whatever circumstances, but I haven't always been able to make, um, 
I guess what I would call like courageous decisions, like the ones that are going to actually benefit me despite being difficult and uncomfortable. Um, I haven't always been able to make those because I would guilt myself into do you know into doing what I thought was the right thing as opposed to and that's a, a very like air quoted right thing. Um, but anyways, I I think we've I've I've started beating a dead horse here. So let me let me wrap up. Um, sell all your shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what there's probably worse advice than that i i mean i don't know i obviously everything is through the lens of my own experience but it's been one of the better things i've ever done because it made it made life simpler and i like yeah. that. simple is good yeah no i i think that's true on every level mm-hmm. yes empty like Go get rid of all your emotional baggage, get rid of all your, your physical cluttery bullshit baggage, the stuff that's in your house that you don't know why or, or what it's ever going to be used for and just feel like a thousand pounds of weight come off your shoulders in, in both, in both cases. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like you're preaching right now. You're like telling people to go do it. Like I, I'm not. I'm not a religious person, but I swear to God, this, like I could, I could get religious about getting rid of things you don't need. Like it's such yeah. a good feeling. It's, it's one of the, the, what I, does it feel like? It, it feels like. Closure. Give me something beautiful. Like it feels no, like something beautiful, something beautiful. <laughs> it, give me, it, give me a nice metaphor. It feels like, um, like when you have I got nothing. I got you. Put me on the spot for a metaphor. I got nothing. Um, no, it it really it does. It feels like uh, it, it feels like when you go from being in a really hot, muggy street with like 100 percent humidity and and the sun is beating down on you and you forgot your fucking hat, so you're like burning alive. And you you walk through those the two sets of automatic doors, and when you get through that second set and you just get washed over with air conditioned air, that that type of like relief that you feel when it happens. That's what getting rid of all your shit feels like. It's like walking through that airlock and getting into something very comfortable and clean and cool where you can, instead of trying to deal with this oppressive outer force, you're in a comfortable space where you can actually, you know, be yourself the way that you want to be, not the way that you have to be. Yeah, I knew you could do that. (laughs) Good job. All, All right, right, man. I, it's been I, uh, yeah, it's been we, good talking. Yes. Okay. So um, since we've done what three of these now, I think we have to pretend that it's it's actually a thing. Um, yeah. So all right. So let's let's do this. I uh, we will put this up with show notes and everything. Um, please go get the show on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave a review. Um, leave a good review. Well, or you know what? Leave a, I'm leave just a kidding. I'm kidding. Review. Leave I, whatever I review you want. Uh, leave a review of my uh, my analogy that I just gave about air conditioning because I I feel like that was I feel like that was pretty spot on. That was good. <laughs> uh, but we're, we'll have show notes up. Um, this will be posted on on either my site or Nate's. I probably Nate's site because it's meditation is in line with with his stuff. And um, you know, just let us know what you think. We we're at info at Tooftat, that's 2-F-T-A-T.com. Um, that is so confusing. Oh, it's so good, Tooftat. And uh, we, we really want to hear what you think because this, is, this has been really rewarding for us, but we'd love to hear what, uh, what, what it's doing for anybody that's not us. Um, Nate, you got anything we, to add? 
We, we will equally await the one person that will send us a thing. <laughs> I, it's going to be your mom. Hi, Janie. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. All right, dude. All right, we're done. Uh, I will talk to you soon. All right, later, man. See you.